The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Thanks for joining us. This is Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Move through blocks and fulfill your passion and purpose. This is Stop Stopping Yourself with your host, Vincent Jenna. Yes, this is Stop Stopping Yourself, and I am your host, Vincent Jenna, live, coming to you from Raleigh, North Carolina, where it's also in the 20s and 30s over here, and I hear that some places are having some serious issues with weather. I'm we're going to be putting out some positive energy for all of you, and I, I accept all the snow. Bring it on this way. We accept it over here um, because we shut down the state when it snows or we have any type of ice. Um, but I know in other places they still do business, and then everybody's out on the roads doing crazy things and sliding all over the place. So we're going to send out positive energy to all those people. So that stops and that you have um, a, a wonderful, clear, beautiful weather that everybody can live and drive in. Okay, just send the snow over here because I'm longing for it, longing for it. Um, it's been terrible. But yes, this is the Stop Stopping Yourself show where we discuss everything we can to help you unblock all of the resistances, all of the hidden, hidden uh, issues that may be keeping you from achieving and creating the life you want. That's what this show is about because you are capable of creating that life. Now, um, I, I misled you last week during last week's show. I said this week was going to be all about readings and such, such, and I was wrong. I am sorry, uh, but you're not wasting your time listening to me. But next week is next week. You have another week to gather your questions, all of you and all of you listeners to come and join me and call in for mini reading to um, help get you some guidance, get you some connection, um, anything that you feel that you need. Come next week for sure, and you'll be calling in, or you can write me. I know I actually have a couple of people who wrote me some questions that they have. Please hang on. I know you're listening now. Please hang on to next week because there were some really good questions. So if you do have something you'd rather write to me, you can do that at info, I-N-F-O, at vincentjenna.com. It's as simple as that. And I say info because that goes to a separate mailbox and I can and I red flag it so that I know to look. Otherwise, all the other emails get mixed in with my thousands of emails that I wind up receiving almost every single day that I have to weed through. So info at vincentjenna.com, write in your question if you don't want to call in, and I will answer it on the air. So um, today is going to be about clearing and the, the, the need to clear, not just uh, when, we, when we refer to clearing, we tend to think just of the home, you know, clearing out the closets, clearing out the drawers, clearing out that storage room that you've got everything just sitting there. 
But when I'm talking about clearing, I am talking about clearing everything, including that mind, that mind of yours that is holding on to a whole bunch of garbage. Um, and yes, that is part of the process of stop stopping yourself because you really have to clear the excess away in order to know what's left behind that needs to be healed and changed. So you, you can't get to it, you know. Um, we'll talk more about that, uh, but I also want to mention that uh, February is coming up. I cannot believe February is around the corner. We are at the end of January. This is ridiculous. January 22nd already. 22 days went lickety split by. And uh, February, February is the month of love. It is the month of love. It's where Valentine's Day is. We're going to be doing and working on all issues of love. So so the beginning of February, I'll be talking about what is love. You know, that seems like a, um, a ridiculous question. What is love? I know what love is. Well, do you really? You use the word love when you describe you love desserts, you love sweets, you love ice cream. You love puppy dogs, you love flowers, you love music. Love, 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 love. Love is is so widely used, it has become so diluted that we don't even know what romantic and, and relationship love and unconditional love is all about. Everybody thinks and seems to believe they know what love is, especially those who have children. Children and animals tend to bring up the understanding of love, right? That's, everybody thinks that um, love is about loving children and animals. Well, we're going to discuss that the first week of February. And then we're going to talk about relationships really the rest of February because it's really important. It's, it, it's an important time um, in the world. It's, uh, and love is the most important aspect of life. We were created out of love. We're here to experience love. So it's all about love. So February is going to be a month of love. Join me. Um, uh, I'm, I'm working actually on getting some guests on, some fabulous guests. Oh, my gosh. I was on um, Sex with Emily, Sirius XM radio show. Um, Emily is a doctor of human sexuality and relationships, and we I was on her show, and we had an absolutely fabulous discussion. And um, if you go to my Facebook page, you'll find the link for it. I'll be posting it again, but you'll definitely want to listen to that, Sex with Emily on Sirius XM. Well, Emily is going to, has agreed to join me. She's so excited, and I'm so excited to have her on the air. Um, that's coming up, and, and we're going to be discussing relationships from her point of view as well. So you won't want to miss that. That's in February. So let's talk about clearing, and um, and I see we have a caller, um, and because we have a caller, I want to answer this caller's question. Um, I don't want um, her sitting there, and 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 I know that I had mentioned that I would be doing little mini readings today, and actually that's going to be more next week. Um, but as long as she's on the line, I do want to get her question. So um, let's go to the phone lines right now. And we have got Marsha 
Uh, Marsha, you're on the air with Vincent Jenna. How can I help you today? And welcome. Marsha, you there? Oh, Marsha hung up. Okay, we got a disconnect there. That was probably electronic, um, uh, but that's okay. So um, it should probably come on. But if you're listening, that's great. Just keep listening. So clearing. Let's talk about clearing. So you go, but it it's really is very beneficial to go through your house because we collect so many things, right? And one of the reasons why we collect things, it also has to do with the law of abundance. We collect things because of the fear that we won't have those things, that we need them sometime, you know? I have got so many things still packed away in in boxes up in my attic okay and they have been sitting there since the last move into this house all right so we moved into this new home in in 2006 and i've got unpacked boxes that apparently i didn't need any of this stuff in it because i wasn't missing anything I can't even tell you what's in a couple of those boxes, but I know for sure those are some boxes that I am absolutely clearing out, you know, and and it starts, it could start with small things like that. It could even start with your junk drawer. I mean, one of the reasons why we call it a junk drawer is because it's the place that we put all those miscellaneous things that we don't know where to put. You know, where do you put the quick handy screwdrivers? You don't want to put all of the screwdrivers out in the garage or in a toolbox somewhere in a shed because you just might need something, you know, real quick. And it may be raining outside or it may be a blizzard outside or 20 degrees. And you just need that screwdriver to to fix something real quick in the house. So you always have that one screwdriver and it usually is a screwdriver with multiple heads on it. So it works for Phillips, it works for flathead, it's small, large, all of those things. It's and, and so you need a drawer to put that in. So you've got one drawer to put that in, but you don't want to put that in with the straws. You know, you've got a, 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 some straws because whether the kids come over, grandkids come over, you're going to need some straws for them, or you might use some straws now. And so where do you put the straws? So, so we've got all of these things all over the place. And in those drawers, I promise you that there are things that you have not used in years, but you put them in there just in case. It's the just in case syndrome. Just in case I need it. Um, I, I wanna make sure that I have it. That's actually how hoarding begins. Um, and actually, if you look in your home and you look through to see how many junk drawers you have, how many rooms you may have that have jammed things in there, okay, storage areas, you can basically tell what's going on in your brain, in your mind, because your home becomes a direct reflection of what's going on in your brain. Okay, for example, now, now this may seem paradoxical, but for example, people with OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder, right? 
and they need to have some of them uh, need to have their homes in absolute perfect order that was my mother okay i mean you could eat off her floors floors and i, I that is literal i am telling you um they were spotless because she mopped them every single day the walls were clean the molding was clean the cabinets were perfect condition um uh, when when we had wallpaper the wallpaper lasted forever because it was put up perfectly it never buckled at the seams the seams met perfectly so everything was perfect in my mother's house. Every time she took a bath or a shower, um, each one of us were expected to wipe out the bath or the shower, the walls, the doors, everything, so not to create water spots. Uh, there's a lot of water spots. Now, some of the things that she did, I can almost appreciate why she did it, having my own home now. And yes, we get water spots all the time and we're having to clean that up and we don't obviously wipe it down every single time water gets on the counter and stuff and it does accumulate. So I can understand that. However, life needs to go on, you know, and there'll be those times when we clean the house, but she did it every single day, every single moment that she could. Why did she do that with her house? Because inside her mind, that was out of order. There were so many things that my mother went through when she was younger that it became chaotic in her own mind because of the things she used to think about. So when you don't have control in the inside, you try to create control on the outside. If you don't have order on the inside, you try to create order on the outside. That's actually what obsessive compulsive order uh, disorder comes from, the attempt to have control or create control when you feel out of control. Now, that was my mother's case, okay? Other people, it's just the opposite. The clutter that you see on the outside represents the clutter you see on the inside. So it doesn't have to be obsessive compulsive disorder. It can be hoarding. Um, it could be just accumulating. Um, oh, my goodness. I know people who couldn't stand going through their mail because there's always bills in there. And one of the ways of... of ignoring the fact that uh, these people didn't have money was not pay attention to the mail that came in. They would literally throw it on the dining room table. Well, after a while, the dining room table would get filled with mail. That would then go to the coffee table and the coffee table would be filled with mail. And then the end tables, the counters, all filled with mail, not even having filtered through and gotten rid of the junk mail, the brochures, nothing. It was just constantly thrown on the tables. And so the whole house was filled with mail. So the idea of getting the bills together or your house in order was overwhelming because of all of this stuff that was collected, piles and piles of, of just mail. And that stemmed from people who didn't want to consciously deal um, with their finances. Of course, their finances were just as out of order because within those bills were payments that needed to be made. And usually people like that have uh, financial difficulties. Uh, they also have credit difficulties. 
So there's there's all extremes of what goes on in the house and everything in between. So whether your house is in absolute perfect order or whether you've got piles and piles and piles of something, I can assure you that somewhere you lie in between where you've got accumulated things just in case, just in case you need them, just in case you won't have the money to buy them. So that actually all goes against the principle and the understanding of the law of attraction. If you are holding on to an item just in case you need it, or because of the fear of not being able to get it again, you are disallowing the law of attraction and abundance and telling it, well, um, I know you say that you're abundant and this can I can get this at any time in the future, but I don't believe that. So I'm going to hold on to this extra um, strainer just in case I need it. So I know I've got four different strainers, but you never know which one is going to break. And so I'll need this other one or all these serving spoons. Well, um, you know, I don't, um, do do engage, dinner engagements anymore, but I'm going to hold on to the spoons and all these serving platters and all these bowls just in case I'm going to need it sometime down the road. And, you know, that is telling the law of attraction and the law of abundance that you don't believe in it. You don't believe that you can have it again. So the concept of clearing is actually reinforces your faith and belief in the law of abundance. And quite honestly, quite honestly, the more you have in your home right now, the less that can come in. It's like you fill your house with people, you're having a big party, all right? Eventually, the house gets so filled with people, nobody else can come in, right? You got to wait for some people to leave in order for others to come in. So you've got to think of that with everything in your life, in your home to start with, right? If, if you don't get rid of the old clothes, new clothes can't come in. Um, I know people who they yeah, yeah. now the diet thing, uh, that's real important for people. You know, there's so many people that go on diets and then they gain back and then they go back on diets and then they gain back. And every time they go on diet and they lose weight, they go out to the store, they buy new clothes. But they don't get rid of the old clothes. OK, so they keep the old clothes just in case they're going to gain that weight back. Well, that is definitely putting out into the universe that you don't believe you're capable of keeping the weight off. So you're saying, just in case I gain that weight back, you just put that out into the universe. And of course, there's going to be those issues of you gaining the weight back. Get rid of those clothes that don't fit you anymore. Don't worry about it. And no under two things. One, I'm not going to gain the weight back. Two, if I need to get a larger size for whatever other reason, I'll go out and get it then. I'll have the money and the abundance to be able to do that. So you see, so twofold, when it comes to things like that, you're reaffirming, you believe and your faith in the law of attraction and abundance. So that is the physical aspect of the law of attraction and clearing and the need to clear. 
because you want new wonderful things to come in. And in 2020, and I spoke about this last week, the energy of 2020 is about new clarity and new beliefs and newness just in general, okay? So you need to get rid of some of the old to make way for some of the new. So start in your home by doing some clearing. There was an online project that somebody introduced me to. I think they saw it on Facebook. You can research this. It was a year-long clearing project that every single day you were going to clear something else, even small, just small, but you were going to do it for the entire year. So that way, by the end of the year, you were clearing out everything that you could ever clear out and not need anymore, um, leaving way for new stuff to come in. Well, that's wonderful. That's great. If you want to do a project like that. Um, certainly you don't have to take a year in order to do it. You can do it a little quicker. The sooner you get rid of, the, the sooner new stuff can come in, okay? And, and more of what you enjoy can come in. And it doesn't have to be a physical item. It certainly can be um, vacations, more, more enjoyment can come in because you're getting rid of old lifestyle, old beliefs, old attitudes, old items. So new items can come in, new understanding, new beliefs, new, new, I'll talk about the beliefs a little bit more. So newness can happen to you if you get rid of old. So keep that in mind. Now, the mind, that's the part that we really want to work on getting rid of and clearing the clutter in the mind. Right. You can't make way even for new beliefs. I've got so many people that are going to these beautiful spiritual centers and listening to all these wonderful hosts on the radio here. And then when you talk with some of them, they still have some of those old beliefs of limit and lack. And I'm not good enough. I'm not deserving. All of those things after they just accumulated all of the new things of that we're worthy, we don't need to be saved, um, that there is no such thing as lack. So, so we've got all these beautiful, wonderful principles, but they're still holding on to some of the old ones and then wondering why things aren't working. Well, you didn't get rid of your old, you didn't clear the slate. You didn't clear the slate. Um, in, a, in a few minutes, we have a commercial break coming up. And on the other side of the break, I just want to give you a practice. I want to give you an, a, a concept and some steps on how to clear out the mind, how to be able to do that, right? Um, and so that you can make way for some new things. But you cannot get new things on top of old things. Right. And that's that's beliefs, concepts, principles, thoughts, ideas. And I work with people all the time on their psyche. I'm a, a psycho and psychic therapist. Let's get off the psycho part real quick. Don't leave it alone. Make sure you have therapist after it. I'm not psycho, though there will be some people who will say I am. So I deal with the mind and I understand what goes on in the mind. And there is a lot of clutter in the mind. Um, part of therapy is actually to help 
release some of the clutter. When I was doing psychotherapy with clients, whether they had anxiety issues, depressive issues, um, obsessive compulsive issues, it didn't matter what their emotional pathology was, we worked on coping skills at the time. And the idea was when they came in each week during that session, we would release some of the clutter. Okay. Um, so, so to make the pressure, um, a little bit less for them, but then what it usually does is it leaves room for more clutter to, to enter. Kind of like, I want you to think of a big bottle. You have a bottle and there's a cork on the top of the bottle. Okay. And all of the clutter that goes into this bottle and, and clutter is all the negative things that may have happened in your life and that are continuing to happen. Um, uh, whether you didn't get the raise you wanted or the promotion, um, uh, you have a financial bill you weren't expecting, the car broke down, the machine washer broke, um, you became ill, whatever it is that tends to be negative adds to that clutter. So that bottle gets filled up and it can get filled up pretty rapidly, especially if you don't have any type of coping mechanism to release some of the clutter that's in the bottle. So just imagine a bottle being filled up. Think of liquid filling up the bottle and that liquid represents all the clutter and negativity experiences that you have and emotionalisms and the cork on the top. So I just need you to hold on to that vision, right? And you can imagine then that if that bottle gets too filled, it's gonna be bursting and pushing up on the cork, all that pressure, right? Well, actually depression, anxiety is when there's a crack in that cork, that defense mechanism that's trying to suppress all of that. Well, it's when that cork cracks is when there's a breakdown of coping skills. And then we tend to see that as the experience of anxiety, depression, and all the other bipolarism, all of that, personality disorders, emotional disorders, whatever. Well, we're gonna talk about how to deal with that and how to clear out that bottle on the other side of the commercial break. So this is the Stop Stopping Yourself show on unityonlineradio.org. Thank you for joining me today. Stay with me because it's gonna get real important. The information only gets stronger, not weaker on the other side of the commercial. I will see you in just a couple of minutes. So don't go away, come on back. This is Vincent Jenna, your host on the Stop Stopping Yourself show. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to Stop Stopping Yourself with Vincent Jenna. I'm back. This is Vincent Jenna. And if you're just joining us on the Stop Stopping Yourself show, we were talking about the need to clear 
Clear your home, clear your workspace, clear your mind in order to let new things enter, to let abundance enter. So we have a lot of listeners today, and I hope you all come back and join me next week with questions because I can feel there is a lot of clutter going on out there right now um, that you guys can really afford to clear out some stuff because you deserve to. Um, so I, I want to talk about just before the commercial break, we were talking about um, the bottle and the image of the bottle getting filled. So again, uh, we're talking about how any type of experience you go through in your life, you you actually have have like different parts of your mind that hold on to those. And uh, if you've listened to any of my work, God, it's not working and stop stopping yourself. There's different levels of the mind that I have talked about, the environmental made mind, the adult made mind. And each of those mind take on different experiences. Um, but the one mind that one, like if you think of the bottle, there's one with all the negative experiences that all goes in the same place. Okay, that goes in the same place. The the good experiences that gets filtered through everything else to make other things work in a very positive way. But the negative experiences accumulate. Everybody likes to think that once they've experienced something, oh, thank goodness that's over with. I don't have to deal with that again. Not true. Not true. Um, uh, it's very funny when you hear couples argue, um, it's really interesting, um, because of the complaints that people have about how each other argues. Some, some people like to bring up things that happened years ago, years, you know, when we were first dating, you said this to me, like, Oh, my God, honey, we're celebrating our 50th anniversary. Why are you bringing up what happened to us when we were first dating? You know, um, that just goes to show you what we hold on to and that we don't get rid of. We do not get rid of. And any of my work, it's always discussed that it everything accumulates and it winds up setting off that trigger, setting off that button within us, but it doesn't go away. It fills up like that bottle. Now, we talked about just before the break, what happens when it gets too filled? Well, the cork starts to come loose. And all that negative stuff starts to come flowing over the top of the bottle. And it feels pretty yucky. And you can feel depressed, confused, anxious. Um, it can come out in the form of illness. Okay. I know some people that I love very much, very young people. Um, they're not necessarily dealing with the stress of their lives. And both of them, this couple, have digestive issues and have had gallbladder issues. And I'm like, 
holy moly, oh my gosh, you're way too young to be experiencing that. And I know it's because they are not, their bottle is filled up. They don't even know that the bottle has been filled up. But I do from their past experiences, from growing up, all of that fills up your bottle. Um, some people that have done incredible work have more room in their bottle so they can tolerate more of the negative that comes along. Others, there's no room left. The slightest little thing that goes in there, oh my gosh, it's going to cause a great explosion. Um, and so what therapy does, going to your regular, regular psychotherapy um, with any type of social worker, a psychologist, a psychiatrist, anybody that you can talk with, a counselor, right? What they tend to do, what I did is during the session, you're almost, you're making it safe enough for them to uncork the bottle and release some of the negativity by talking about it. That's a form of clearing, definitely a form of clearing. And I do recommend it for people because I do believe in it. I do believe in psychotherapy. You want to be able to clear. Now understand that clearing is not necessarily a cure. It's just making room for more. So yes, I used to teach cognitive behavioral therapy techniques in order to help people cope. So that way, if another situation came along down the line, a year or two, a month or two, it doesn't make a difference because situations happen all the time. I would teach them how to deal with it so that that bottle doesn't get refilled again. There are different psychological techniques and cognitive behavioral techniques, thought techniques that help keep room in that bottle. But I'm not talking about making room in your bottle. I'm talking about clearing it out, okay? Clear out the bottle. You don't even need the bottle anymore. When you get into new thought understanding and you start practicing some of these spiritual principles and the belief that you're a magnificent being and divine already, you got to remember that what starts to create the clutter are negative self-beliefs. Negative self-beliefs start the cause First, it forms the bottle, and then it starts filling the bottle. Negative self-beliefs. So if you get eventually to those negative self-beliefs and start clearing them out, you'll absolutely have no need for the bottle whatsoever, and it won't accumulate anything anymore. It'll just drift away. It'll just fluff off and just go away. There are so many things that occur within our bodies that die. It's just like, well, how do we get rid of a virus? We fluff it away. It goes away. It either comes out through our filtration system. We either urinate a lot of toxins out of our body, which is the most important process of urination, believe it or not, is removing the toxins, not just to get rid of excess water. Um, the water is coming from the filtration system. And then your kidney um, winds up filtering stuff out of your blood. And so, um, and then other, other anomalies within your intestines um, eats away the, the, non, the, the leftover stuff. So that's how that stuff is removed from the body. So it, you need to pay attention to it. In other words, you need to give it focus. You need to sit and have time. I'm telling you right now, if everybody just sits down and meditates, 
just to meditate, you're going nowhere. Oh my goodness, I cannot tell you how much is practiced about sitting and meditate, sitting and meditate, sitting and meditate. Okay, great. So you sit and meditate and you learn to be quiet and maybe you can connect with your essence. Wonderful. So that's great if, if, if you're trying to learn how to sit and be quiet. However, all meditation should be done with an intention an intention. You are raising energy within you and you want to direct that energy. You want that energy to help heal you. You want that energy to help guide you. You want that energy to help other people. Okay. So, so there has to be an intention. So yes, take the time to sit and declutter. You say to yourself things like in a, in a meditation, you know what, I want to get rid of any excess stuff that's clogged in my head. Start bringing it to the surface, whatever I can get rid of next. And use your guidance system, which is spirit, God, whatever you want to call it, your higher um, beings, your ascended masters, whatever you connect to that you can feel comfortable connecting to, use them to help let you know what it is that would be best for you to remove. Show me the clutter that I need to get rid of today. What is the clutter I need to get rid of today? I promise you it'll come out. A friend of mine, she actually just texted me while I'm on the radio here. She's coming by again. I love her. She's a practitioner, Karen Polino. She does this wonderful writing um, where she writes every single day, but she also started writing in a circle. I love it. Starting from the inside and literally on a pad, you start just writing whatever comes in your head. Um, there is a book out um, and one of the things that they recommend are morning papers. Um, if you if you um, um, way of the artist. Oh, gosh, I'm forgetting the name of that book. Um, but I know I, I you got just Google it out there. Morning papers. It'll give you the, the, the correct title. I'll find it while I'm um, I'm looking at it. But it it's every morning in order to start your day. You get up and you take the time to just sit there and declutter by writing some morning papers. Um, or whatever words that are coming to you. Um, they may be um, worries for the day. They may be, um, oh, too many things that you're thinking about that you've got to get done. Um, all of that nonsense. But if you declutter right from the beginning, um, all of a sudden you start the day with a clear mind. That's another way of clearing, clearing your mind by doing morning papers, by writing in a circle. I actually did that and I actually enjoyed it. She doesn't even read what she's written. She just lets it come out and all of a sudden she gets all these different inspirations. You see, the more you clear the clutter that's within you, like I said, the more new things that can come in and some of the new things that comes in are inspirations. You can't hear an inspiration if your brain is filled with cluttered thoughts, with worries, with anxieties. Okay. Okay. Morning papers. I'm looking at it and it's a print song. Um, no, that's not what <laughs> the way of, oh, not the way of the peaceful warrior. That's another book. Um, 
All right, somebody's going to have to text me that or write me again the name of the book, um, the artist, the artist way, the artist way. Um, that's probably it. Um, that is a very oh yep the artist way morning papers. Thank you. See what I did is I took a moment and I cleared my brain in order for the artist way to come out. So the artist way is a book. Um, it's a wonderful book, and it talks about, and she talks about doing morning papers. So that's one way, okay? That's a form of meditation, just so you know, but it's a meditation with intention. You're wanting to release. Another way is have a conversation with yourself. You know, as soon as you start talking with yourself, people think I'm crazy because I talk to myself all the time. The only time that I feel crazy is when I'm having an argument with myself and I lose. Okay, now then I feel crazy. Other than that, I will talk. If I'm not talking to myself, then I'm just sitting there very bored. I talk to myself all day long. I assess myself. How are you feeling? Do you want to have something to eat? Are you really hungry? Do you really want to have something to eat? No, you really don't. You're just a little bit bored. Okay, so as long as you're bored, let's do some um, other work that we said we were going to do. Um, and that will take care of the boredom. And then you won't be hungry. You don't need to eat anything. So it, this is the control that you can have over your life. And it's wonderful having a conversation with yourself because it's one of the ways of finding out what you're feeling. A psychological term for that is metacognition, is thinking about what you're thinking about. And if you're not thinking about what you're thinking about, what are you thinking about? You're thinking about work that you're doing. But even while you're doing work, while I'm doing this show, right, I'm thinking about what I'm going to say next. And actually, it just flows through me. And I don't have to worry about putting so much emphasis on it. But the only way that that happens is because I've cleared out the space before the show. I turned around and I said, all right, let me get the words that I need to help the people today for everybody who's listening, for everybody who's going to be downloading this and listening to it. Let me get the words. So I'm just going to take a moment to clear my mind of any of the concerns or worries that I have for the day. I don't have any concerns and worries for the day. Okay, bring it on. Here we go. Woo. I said that all in one breath, just to show you what happens when you clear your mind. So in order to truly clear, you've got to give attention to those thoughts and those subconscious and unconscious thoughts. So you want to bring it to the surface. I have given this exercise before, but it's a personification meditation where you actually sit with a pad and a pen and talk to the deeper side of yourself. Talk to the little child within you. Have a conversation with them by by just writing back and forth between the two of you. Of course, you know what the adult version of you wants to say. Well, just make like you're writing a script and make believe that you know what the little kid in you wants to say and let it come out. Just sit there quietly going back and forth with your pen on a pad and go the character Big You. And Big You is talking to Little You. Hey, Little You, how are you feeling? Are you there? Little You. You go over, you write the, the character Little You. Write a line for little you, whatever little you wants to say. Yes, I am. I'm here. Go back over. Big you. Well, how are you feeling, little you? Little you. Well, I'm scared. Well, what are you scared at? Well, I don't know how you're going to feel if I tell you what I'm feeling. 
whatever. That's just an example. People do that. You might start and get only four lines out. You might get four pages out. But I tell you what you will get out, things you didn't even know were in there. That is a way to clear. Seeing and feeling and hearing allows the human mind to let go. There is actually a paradoxical phenomena called the paradoxical phenomena, believe it or not. It's the pink elephant concept. You remember the old thing where somebody would turn around and say, don't think of a pink elephant. And from that point on, all you've got in your head is a pink elephant, the thought of a pink elephant, right? Um, a lot of times that happens with a song. A song comes on, you latch to it. Now all day long, you're listening to this jingle in your head and you're going crazy because you can't get it out of your head. Here is why that happens. Again, your brain's function is to keep you alive and to protect you. When something enters the brain, it immediately feels it's important. Whatever comes in must be important. So if somebody says to you, pink elephant must be important, it's going to hold on to it. And every time you say, stop thinking of a pink elephant, it's saying, no, I heard pink elephant. I'm going to hold on to it. So it puts it in the left brain thinking and aspect because that's what you're thinking about. And so you ruminate. We even created a word for that. It's called rumination. Rumination is when you think of the same thing over and over and over again. Seniors ruminate, which is the reason why they develop dementia and Alzheimer's, because if they're ruminating about negative things, the brain has to protect them. So it shuts down the negative things memory system. And now they don't remember all those negative things. That's a defense mechanism, not a disease. So your brain will hold on to it. The best way to let go of a thought you can't let go of is to pull it into the right brain. The way you pull it into the right brain is by writing it down. Now the brain sees, I wrote it down, it's on paper, I don't need to hold on to it anymore, and it can let go of the thought. So the whole idea of going and doing some self-assessment, what's in the closet, what's in the closet of my mind that I need to get out, you open it up through some practice of either writing, journaling, doing the, the um, oh gosh, I just forgot what I just called it, the exercise, the personification exercise, doing mindful meditation, to allow it to surface, literally telling yourself it's okay to bring it up, let it surface, either write it down, see it, talk about it, discuss it, and you will release it. You will be clearing it from your mind. People are asking me all the time, how can I let go of the past? Well, by thinking about it. And I don't say, think about the story. Oh, they were always abusive. They beat the crap out of me all the time. Uh, my father was so mean. He was an alcoholic. The more you keep thinking about the stories and the memories, the more you're going to create new thoughts and new beliefs and new angers and new resentments. What you want to be thinking about is what those stories made you feel. I felt very unsafe. Oh, I felt very unsafe as a child. Um, so that's probably the reason why when I'm at a party, all of a sudden I feel very antsy. 
if people are getting out of control. Oh, I understand that now. Okay, I get it. That's because of my past. I don't have to worry about it when I'm at a party anymore, uh, but it is linking, it's connecting to the past when my father used to get out of control. Okay, I'm going to let go of that now. So it's the feelings that you want to pay attention to and bring to the surface. What does that little child within you feel or the young adult or any part of you that you experience when you had the divorce? What is it that it made you feel about you? Don't worry about what you're feeling about him or her. Okay, the ex. Worry about what that all made you feel. I've got to ask people all the time. Oh, well, I'm angry. Well, I'm feeling um, uh, really abandoned by him. You know, the way he abused me. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. What does that make you feel as a person? That's what I'm asking you. How do you feel about yourself? Well, I feel lonely. Um, I feel like a failure. I feel sad. Um I feel out of control. Wow, that's good. Now bring that to the surface. Acknowledge it. Write it down. That's how you clear. That's how you clear. You also want to clear your negative thoughts about life. Assess them. All different areas. There's plenty of areas to be sitting there. All right, how do I feel about what's going on in the world today? Well, um, I'm frustrated. I'm angry. Um, I'm resentful. Um, I just, I get, I, I feel out of control. Like there's nothing that we can do to help this. I feel like it's going to be affecting me somehow. I'm afraid. I'm afraid that if I, one day at the mall, some crazy person is going to come in with a gun and shoot us up. Do not be afraid to bring those feelings to the surface because you acknowledge them doesn't mean you're going to create the circumstance. You've got to acknowledge what you're feeling in order to get rid of it. If you keep it in your subconscious and unconscious mind, it's going to come out in another way. It's going to come out in a health disorder. It's going to come out by manifesting something you don't want for yourself. So clear house. Okay, I do. My Eileen and I, my wife and I just sit and we talk all the time about it. And we literally, we help each other. We're looking at the presidency and the elections coming up and we talk about that. How does it make us feel? Okay, well, I'm afraid. I'm afraid of this and I'm afraid of that when it comes to this year's elections. I said, I know, I understand that. Well, here's, I'm not necessarily afraid of that, but this is what I'm concerned about. So we're just going to work on those concerns and let them go and have faith and fill them with something more positive. The more you do that, you are making way for faith. You're making way for stronger beliefs. You're making way for truths that that will affect you in a positive way, not the false truths that are affecting you in a negative way. Understand this is important process. This is not a luxury. It Yes, you want to make it a luxury? Oh, well, when I have the time, I'll do some clearing in the home. You don't do it in the home. You're not going to do it in your head. It starts in the home. Go, go each time you go to clear something out of your house, go clear something out of your head. Consider you've got two homes, the one your physical body is living in and the one your spiritual soul is living in which is your, your mind and your human body, right? So your soul is being 
housed and actually, I mean, I know everybody knows that your body is in your soul, but I want you to consider it this way, that your soul is in your body and in your mind and your body is in the house. So if you're going to clear a drawer, clear something in your body. Now, that's also physical things in your body. If you've got toxins in your body, go on some kind of a cleansing diet to clear that out as well. Body, mind, and spirit, and all three need to be cleared, okay? And the spirit part is some old worldly beliefs about your spiritual understanding. Some of that's got to get out of there and be cleared to start with. I keep hearing all these people who say, well, I'm a recovering Catholic. I have that Catholic background and I can't get rid of it. I can't get ingrained. Of course you can. There's no such thing as not being able to get rid of an old belief. There is such thing as not wanting to get rid of an old belief. Because sometimes we are afraid that the old belief was more the truth than the new belief. So we hold on to both. It's the exact same reason why we hold on to things in the home, because we're afraid we're going to need it sometime. We hold on to things in our minds. I'm used to coping this way with it, not without this, this ball and chain. And we hold on to old beliefs because we're afraid that we may be believing in the wrong thing and I might need this later on. All of it, all of it is the wrong reason to hold on to things. You hold on to things because they're serving you. None of those old beliefs, none of those old practices are serving you. You need to let them go. You need to clear. You need to clear the old beliefs that have been tying you down. You need to clear the, the clutter in your home, in both homes in your body, in your mind, and in your house. So start that practice. This is the Stop Stopping Yourself show, and you will be on your way to a magnificent 2020. I promise each and every one of you. Join me next week when I will give you readings, and if this has brought up questions for you, bring them next week, and we will talk about them. I, uh, I love you being here. Thank you for allowing me to do this show. I'm your host, Vincent Jenna. Have an incredible week, and you start that clearing to make way for all the abundance and wonderful things that are going to be happening in your life this year, 2020. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. This is Unity Online Radio the voice of an awakening world. Intuition is our spiritual GPS and the single best tool that we have for navigating our lives. I'm Victoria Shaw, and on my Intuitive Connection podcast, I will share with you the ways to connect with your intuition and awaken the gifts of your soul. In each episode, I'll draw on my own intuitive gifts and my training as an Ivy League trained counselor and psychologist to help support you in reaching your highest potential. Start listening now on Mind Body Spirit FM Podcast Network or wherever you find your podcasts.